Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. and introduce my guest for today so she's an award-winning I have a lot of award winners on here she's an award-winning personal stylist and color analyst now this woman loves color and she knows how to use it that's like a song isn't it and I know that she's also partial to the high vibe life it's Jane Brock welcome Thank you, Dawn. It's a pleasure to be here amongst all the award winners. Maybe this is going to be an award-winning podcast. Maybe it is. And you can't see us, listeners, but we've both got, I've got my high-vibe hot pink on, and Jane's got, like, what I would term a high-vibe orange on. And, of course, orange on her glasses and orangey on her lips. That doesn't actually make a good description, so I'm just going to shut up now. So my first question, Jane, to my guest is always, how high is your vibe right now on a scale of one to ten? I am up there, Dawn. I would say I'm a ten out of ten today. Oh, a ten out of ten. Why is that? I'm still riding the wave from High Vibe Live. It's still with me. Do you know what I did? I did the actions. Yes. We wrote actions on the day and I'm doing them. It works. <laughs> this shit works. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? And I love that because, you know, I often talk about action and particularly with events. And, you know, I hold my hand up. I've done it as well. You go, you take the notes, you're in the day. It's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And then you come back home and the book goes in a drawer. You know, the dog's sick. The kids need attention. It's tea time. And then life takes over. And it is easy to not do the action. So round of applause there for doing the action. So brilliant. So I would love you to share with us before we get into the nitty gritty of colour and style and all of that jazz, just a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are now. I often say when we meet people, especially, you know, if we're over 25 uh, and we think, oh, my God, you know, this person was born fully formed, Jane Brooke, personal stylist and colour analyst, you know, how did you get there? What did you do? I was definitely not born fully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing when I think back. Actually, I think when I was a teenager, I think a lot of us are sort of more aware of who we are and what we stand for. And then sort of life gets in the way. And I would say that happened to me. I my my background is accountancy. I know accountants are generally not known for I always laugh at that. (laughs) But That just shows that what I do is a learned skill. I am not naturally stylish. I have a very methodical brain. I like facts. I like things to work. I like I like sort of routine. I like order. I like to know that there's reasoning behind stuff that then allows me to be more creative. So I find that this works brilliantly for me. So in a nutshell, my background was 
I, I had a very clear idea of who I was when I was sort of 18. Then I met my first boyfriend and oh. absolutely, well, I met him at 16, actually. I was absolutely smitten with him. He was a bit older than me. And at the same time, my parents uh, went through a divorce. So family home got sold and I was a bit up in the air. So very shallow, I know. But I moved in with him because he was buying a lovely new house. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. So I didn't go to uni. I was down to do a maths degree. Didn't go to uni. Moved in with him. Had a nice little life. Started training to be an accountant and just poodled. I literally Pootled. Oh, I love that word. Love a bit of pootling, yeah. It's just easy, isn't it? There was no challenge. It was just fine. There was nothing. It was it wasn't riding a wave or anything. It was just it was pootling just sums it up. So I did my training. I had one daughter and then carried on a little bit, then had another daughter and then carried on a bit. My husband got quite ill and ended up in hospital for a little while. And Things started to change at that point. I think it affected him, but it also affected me as well. And I started to realise that pootling for the rest of my life wasn't really what I wanted. I wanted something more than that. It was fine, but fine. We have short lives, don't Yeah. It was not good enough. I've got a client who says you can either be fine or you can be fucking fabulous. Yo, I like that. I'm going to write that down. Yes. All the Fs. Yes. Exactly. I thought you'd like that. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, this isn't right. So we sort of, we drifted apart. And so we decided to call it a day and everything was amicable. And at the same time, one of my friends has split with her long-term partner. So it was like, well, hey, I have things I can do all the going out. I've got something looking after my kids because they were with my ex every other weekend. (laughs) I was like, this is my time. And as I went out, uh, I sort of realized that I I had no sense of style. I totally lost (laughs) I'd actually lost who I was as a person, which I know sounds a little bit like, oh, get me, you had to think about that. But I'd become somebody's wife, somebody's mother. I'd Mm. lost who Jane was. And so when we went out with my friend, she always looked amazing and she knew who she was and she had much higher self-worth than I had. My my self-esteem and self-worth was very low at that point. And so I thought, oh, I know how to feel great and how to look great. I'll just wear what you wear obviously yeah of course and I mean let's be fair that's what the media does to us they go Mm. you will have the perfect life if just you dress like this and your body like this and Mm. that doesn't work no so my body shape's totally different to her you know I'm six inches taller for a start (laughs) totally different body shape totally different coloring so when I put the clothes on that she was wearing I just looked incongruous I just Mm. didn't look like me I didn't even look like her I just looked like someone (laughs) who was had no clue what I was trying to do so and I think people pick that up when the outside doesn't match the inside and that that confidence mismatch so I just sort of thought then again without the knowledge I've got now blamed myself I was like well it looks great on her but on me I look terrible so I'm just rubbish aren't I I can't do anything so I just sort of spiraled down and down do you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to concentrate on my girls. I'll just forget about how I look and my life. I'm, this is just what I'm going to do. So that's what I did. I sort of my, my self esteem went even lower. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Self worth. And then one day this friend came over to me and said, "I'm going to go and have my colours analysed. Do you fancy coming with me?" And I was like, "How much is that?" So she told me, and I was like, "No, I could spend that money on clothes that wouldn't suit me. <laughs> I could spend that money on clothes." 
I don't want to go and have some middle-aged woman telling me that I look lovely in pink and just wear a lovely lipstick. Now I am that middle-aged woman who tells people, <laughs> but I don't do it like that. It is. So she went and blow me, she came back and looked even better, which was really like, oh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> in this. And she started to explain it to me that actually it wasn't just somebody going, oh, there you go, lovely. Yeah. It's about scientific processes. It's a robust scientific analysis system it's not just an opinion so I had to obviously at that point now I have no problem going I'm wrong about things I've got enough sort of self-esteem to be able to go yeah I made a mistake there then my self-esteem was very tied up with being right so I couldn't necessarily say yeah you've got a point I want to come and have this done so I had to move it around and eventually I was like well I suppose there might be something in it I'll go <laughs> so I went down. I was in Cheltenham at the time, went and had my colours analysed, couldn't see myself looking good in the mirror. So my friend came with me. She's like, Yeah, that looks amazing on you. And I was like, I suppose it didn't look too bad. <laughs> and thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. I'm gonna oh. do this. What something's gonna change. So I bought the lipsticks and I just felt so vulnerable going out in these lipsticks and different colours. But oh my life, and I know this is shallow, but actually I think it although it's shallow it sounds shallow I don't think it is other people saying oh you look nice you look like yeah. you're taking care of yourself make me feel that I was worth something and gradually yeah. I started to feel more and more confident I could feel that self-confidence creeping back and also that self-care that taking a little bit of time for myself and going yeah. gosh you are worth it you can do this and it became a little bit like a drug as I hear <laughs> from my clients so I was like yeah I want more of this so I went and had my style analyzed I did makeup sessions I did advanced color I did shopping I did everything I possibly could and thought oh my god this is amazing this is life-changing and just loved it and as the universe often does the universe gave me a boot up the bum and my work hours in accountancy because by this time I was working in industry got cut during the recession from five days a week to two of course it was on my own with my girls so I was like what yeah. so I thought no business plan no no serious consideration this literally was the decision process colors <laughs> and that was it and then you so you bought the franchise yeah yeah I bought a franchise I wanted to be with house color yeah bought the franchise again that seemed like it would be a little bit of an obstacle for me I thought the obstacle would be that I had no natural sense yeah. of style <laughs> actually that wasn't the obstacle <laughs> The fact was the Worcester franchise was already sold, but I was lucky enough that she agreed to share the franchise with me. So I worked with a colleague for the first year of my franchise and then she moved to Brighton and everything became mine. Yeah. And I took to it like a duck to water. I realised it was something that I passionately believe in, that it's not about the clothes, it's not about the makeup, it's not about any of that. It's about the confidence that it gives you and that that self-worth. And quickly became regional manager, quickly won awards, did house of colour and business training. So I worked with a lot of different businesses, but realised my passion is working mainly with sort of midlife women who have got lost and find themselves. And I'm hearing that time and time again, especially post pandemic. I just don't even know who I am anymore. And it's about digging deep and discovering who you are. And then how we dress that so that you feel comfortable and confident when you're out in the wide world. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, actually lived that experience yourself and had the transformation for yourself and then kind of went on to share it. And, you know, lots of the things that you said there. So 
I was just totting up in my head then. I'm going to leave it at 10 years, but we've known each other at least 10 years. And, you know, when you were saying, oh, I'm not going along to some middle-aged woman, you know, who's going to tell me to wear pink or whatever. Obviously, you weren't a middle-aged woman then, but, you know, my friend got the colour thing for me. She'd had hers done. And I did go along kicking and screaming, especially when I got the pre-email that said, come with no makeup or fake tan. I was like, oh my God, step out of the house without my, you know, armor on really. And I went and, you know, I, I think I must've been very much like, you start putting the color, what do you call them? We just call them drapes. Drapes, that's it, over me. And, you know, at first I couldn't see it, but, you know, my friend could see it. And, but now I, you know, I definitely see. It. And at that time, because I'd just come out of corporate insurance world, you know, I was all black. I had, I mean, I like to wear my hair back, but it was scraped back so tightly, you know, it was like a facelift, basically. And I remember the first time I went networking in a different colour that, you know, was one of my colours. And over that next sort of month to six weeks, people were saying things like, oh, you know, you're actually quite lovely. I've seen you before. You look quite unapproachable. I think they meant bitch is what they meant. But, you know, you look really friendly. And in my head, I was like, yeah, that all I've got is a different colour. I know that I know different myself. It's a different colour. So let's start with the colour thing. Why do you think we're, I'm lumping us all in together now, we're so afraid of colour? Like, I know why I am, because I'm like, well, I feel like, I was going to say it makes me stand out more. And some people would go, door knowing you have no problem with standing out. But I want to stand out and feel good. And if I'm not confident in my body, you know, I will immediately go for black because I don't know how to dress for it, maybe. And then there's that other thing of like, you know, here's my judgmental side. When I see some people in lots of colour, I'm like, oh my God, you know, did they fall in their wardrobe? Are they playing Joseph in a theatre production or something? So, so why are we so scared of colour, do you think? I often refer to that as the kids' TV presenter look. Yeah, yeah. So much colour. And colour is about wearing it skillfully. It's about not necessarily walking into a room and someone going, oh, you've had your colours done, haven't you? <laughs> how you put it together which is what I do tend to work with my clients on because it, it is about perception but I think that the fact that a we live in a country that's quite gray a lot of the time yeah. so that comes down you know you go to other countries where there's more sun and that naturally we move into brighter colors so we're seeing more color coming into the shops now it wasn't available for a long time but coming out of the pandemic we did have the, the dopamine dressing trend so a lot more color is available in the shops but I think we are scared I think you're right people are scared of standing out and standing oh. out for the wrong reasons becoming visible is scary especially you know we go networking we want to be remembered we want to get business but actually we don't necessarily want everyone to go oh my god look at her over there yeah, no exactly yeah we want to look professional well put together but we want to be memorable uh-huh. and visibility gives us that memorability and uh-huh. color hits the brain faster than a than a neutral and there is that that thing black makes us look slimmer any dark color will make you look slimmer it's just physics it's yeah. dark drinks so it's it's you know if you i don't wear black i'll wear dark olive or i'll wear dark chocolate 
fine. But yeah, I think it's a lot of conditioning. There's a lot of factors going on with how we dress. We Women especially have so many emotions tied up with their clothes. From if your husband or your boyfriend or your partner has bought you some piece of clothing and you go, oh my God, I love it. You buy lots of things in that colour because they like you in that colour. Yeah, yeah. Based on the weight of other people's perceptions yeah so heavily especially as women it's like that it's interesting you say that it's all this unspoken stuff Mm. you know I mean I think our two fields tie so well together because a lot of it is tied up in the mind and it's interesting what you said there about you know if the partner bought something so they assume that they like it and also that works the opposite way and I've got a great example of that just happened recently. And again, you know, most people think I'm super confident. I'll just wear what I like, whether it suits me or not, I'm going to wear it and that's it. And in the recent hot weather, I think I came down in like a camisole top in colour as well. You'd be dead proud. And said to Gareth, you know, does this look all right? And he's like, yeah, it looks really good. You know, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know. I just feel really uncomfortable. And then I identify what it was that, you know, a long time ago, probably eight, nine years ago, my previous one of my husbands had said, oh, you know, you shouldn't wear tops like that because, you know, your back fat hangs over the back kind of thing. And that's what was in my, you know, I was able to dig in because that, you know, that's what I do and realize that's what it was. And that was still with me. And I don't think I'd worn like a cami style top four years and it would be because that comment was still in my mind it's yeah so many similarities and so many things to unpack there aren't there but yeah it's remembering that we tend to pick onto the negative that somebody says to us and take as gospel and that's their perception not our perception but we do take it on board so many women have so many issues especially with things like showing their arms I mean time and time again and that is just the way it's conditioning so much of how we are supposed to dress and I'm doing the air quotes yeah yeah it's because social conditioning it's you know how many posts have you seen ideal for a woman over 40 women over 50 should yes and we're all put into these little boxes of how we are supposed to dress and that's to make everybody else feel comfortable yeah sort of whole I've heard you discuss it it's the they yeah um, and then you think who are the they it's a little Victoria's secrets you know that's yeah white man in America has decided yeah. that's how we should look so yeah. you know it's unpacking all of that and actually what is it comes ties so neatly <laughs> so back into high vibe life here it's about what's a fact and what's your thought about that fact. yes and yeah then, most and definitely then that sort of ladder that you talk about so much yeah I mean <clears throat> you talk there about you know we this black makes you slim type thing and I think you know if you surveyed 100 women 99 of them would probably say that thing but I know and this isn't the place because it's not a visual podcast but there are you know lots of other things that you can do that actually change and I think one of the biggest things that I saw and I've always been guilty of this so I would say if I'm feeling a little bit chunky I'm gonna wear my top for instance that you know maybe comes down over my tummy area and it's over the top of my jeans or whatever but you would say took it in and you know like when you hear that I'm with you all out there I'll be like took it in but Jane has got some great you know photographic evidence of the difference that this makes and at the end when we do the wrap up and the all the details we'll give you the details to join Jane's Facebook group because she shares all these kind of pictures in there and it's just like 
oh my god I think that was just a huge revelation really for me and it brings me on to something else so what is style from your point of view because you also do style and I think you know again for me that's even more scarier than the color because it's like well you know I like to think I know what suits me you know are you going to make me dress like a pirate or something or you know some flouncy floaty thing that you know that I feel that I'm not so what is style and like how does that work okay so style style is sort of something that will basic principles that will last you for your lifetime fashion comes and goes and fashion Mm -hmm. is into your style so certain fashions I totally ignore like the flouncy yeah. ruffles and ditzy prints, not me. Other other fashions I feed into. To discover your style, there's three main elements. We need to work out what your body architecture is. And your body architecture, by that, I mean your skeleton, not necessarily the covering you have on that. And that's where things like tucking in comes in, because it's about what your proportions are. If you need to elongate your legs, then tucking in or even just a French tuck will do that for you. But unless you know that you need to elongate your legs, you're not necessarily going to do that. We look at whether you have got a sort of a larger hips or a larger bust, things like that. Everything to put back into visually more proportional. So we need to know what your body structure is, your face shape, your neck length. All of this kind of information is crucial. We also need to know who you are as a person. So knowing you as I do, Uh the chair in the face approach and the direct (laughs) no nonsense, I'm not going to be fluffing all that up. I'm going to be having things that are giving that off because what we're doing is the old one seal approach. We're packaging you up so that it's a shortcut to seeing who you are as a person. We look at her and go, look, you're my person or no, I'm just going to admire you from over here because that is not where I am. So it's been very clear on who you are as a person and making sure that we use that visual shortcut, especially again in business, so that we know what we're buying into. Mm. And then also looking at your lifestyle. There is absolutely no point in saying these are great styles for your body frame, for your personality, yet you cannot do them. So I've got one client who needs a lot of glamour. She needs loads and loads of sort of glitz. She needs to have curvy body shape. She's got a very curvy body shape, but she works on a farm. So we've got to then put that all together and go, right, how are you going to honour these elements of your style, but in a realistic way for your lifestyle? So that's where style comes in. And then we go, well, again, how do we keep it current? This is a trend that's coming in. Trends last between three and five years. Let's get you in on that trend right at the beginning. So you've got the maximum uh, rather than buying into it just as everything's going out. So my clients have been wearing trainers and dresses for years. (laughs) Just, you know, and it's about seeing those things before they come in on the mainstream. Again, the, the accountancy background comes in there. I call it fashion maths. Yeah. Buy the stuff, get the wear out of it. Wear the clothes. Don't yeah. save stuff for best. Today is yeah. a best day. Yeah. And shift your thinking by what you put on. Yeah. And that's ab- absolutely true. I think we all know that we can put certain things on and it just makes us feel amazing. And I totally buy into the fashion maths, you know, always. I like to think I've always been an entrepreneur. So two things come to mind. One, when I was, you know, in my late teens, early 20s, 
I would go to my dad and say, dad, if I put half towards this dress, will you give me the other half? And he'd be like, oh, my God, of course, daughter, you're amazing. Good. Well done for saving the money. Here's the money. Don't tell your mom. Okay. And then I'd go to my mom and I'd be like, mom, I saved half that dress. You can, oh my God, you're amazing. Don't tell your dad. Of course I will. Of course I will. And I'd be like that. Check me out. And then, you know, as time went on, then Ted, I was a Ted Baker baby for quite a while. Although I think Ted Baker has kind of changed in their style, actually. But, you know, I would always say to my dad, look, the more you spend, the more you save. When there's 30% off at Ted Baker, you've got to stock up, you know, and that's the fashion maths thing as well, isn't it? And the cost per wear, I know that you talk about, which is absolutely right. I think when you get invest in something, it's actually, if you're going to wear that, I always look at, you know, going back to Ted, I've got some Ted winter coats. They're not really winter coats because I wouldn't wear them out in the snow or anything. You know, they're kind of, you know, autumn-ish maybe, not raining. They're absolutely no use, actually, but they look amazing. But, you know, that I've had, I've got them in a couple of colours, but the one that I've had the longest, you know, I've probably had five or six years. Yeah. And it's immaculate. And it comes out and, like, you know, each year that cost per wear is coming down and coming down because they're investment pieces. And I dare say my daughter will end up wearing some of them as well. So I think that is a great way to look at it. I know you also do makeup, but I'm not going to go into that today because you actually mentioned when we were talking about style. I want to bring this all around. How does all this colour and style and stuff apply to us in business? It's about how you represent yourself in business. So it's about showing that actually you can take care of yourself. You can put yourself together. You're very clear on who you are and what you offer. And then it's a, it's like I said, it's a shortcut visual way to people seeing exactly who you are and your credibility and your attention to detail and all those kinds of things. Makeup is crucial. There's been lots of studies done on the wearing of makeup within a business arena, but even ignoring those, there is a visual that I use that I know you love very much of me in the wrong colour makeup. Yes. The right colour makeup. And that makes a difference between me looking very, actually quite ill, quite mm. greasy, quite unapproachable and looking right, okay, I want to talk to her because yeah. she looks warm and approachable and fun. Thinking about, I often say to people in business, think about the words that your brand represents so just give yourself three words and then ask if your appearance is backing up those words so the three Mm. words I tend to use in certainly in my work life are vibrant which the color does um, successful I've got the quality of the clothes so I make sure that things are put together in a quality way and also fun you know nice you want to have fun while you're doing it it's it's, yeah this is it's serious stuff, but it also can be taken lightheartedly. So, yeah, it's those things. So it's just about being clear about what you want your image to portray. That's yeah. where the personal branding comes in, because we spend a lot of money and a lot of time tweaking websites, making sure business cards are just right, making yeah. sure the words are right on our emails. And then we rock up and we don't match that. So it's yeah. about just connecting all of those dots and going right every touch point works together rather than against each other yeah I love that and you're right we do invest a lot of money in creating a brand and I have to say it's not something I thought of until quite recently another one of my clients she always dresses in her brand colors 
you know, she's got three in the palette and she's always got one of those on. And I hadn't really thought about it until she said, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. She has actually. And, you know, like you say, it's about you can accelerate relationships because you're, you're telling people with these unconscious signs, you know, what you're like, which I'm, you know, I'm all good with that. I know some people aren't, but it's like, you know, you've got to attract as well as repel because you want your own people to come towards you more quickly. So, yeah, I love that. Um, and I think, yeah, taking your brand identity into that arena, particularly if you're like networking and stuff, then you know, I think is crucial. Something just came to me then. So not for me, because I would be happy going out, you know, with no makeup on in my hoodie, if I had to nip to the garage for a late night, I don't know, emergency chocolate run or something. How do you feel? Because, you know, we've talked about the media a little bit, and there is obviously pressure, but bringing that right down to say locally, you know, if you had to nip out to Sainsbury's garage at 10 o'clock at night, how would you feel you know what would you wear and what if you bumped into one of your clients that was a really clumsy way of asking but I think you know what I'm saying I do know exactly what you're saying and actually I have no issue with no makeup the only thing I've always got on is my lipstick because that, that lights up my face and I'm also in a very fortunate position I've been a stylist for 13 years I had my colors done a year before that all my wardrobe is in the right colors which actually makes you look better than you would anyway so if I put yes. a t-shirt on I would look shadowy and would need makeup to maybe even out those shadows putting an orange t-shirt on is going to light my face up so I have no problem in actual fact I do more lives with a sweaty gym face than I do lives when I'm actually you're up. right and I, as you were saying I was thinking actually you know I've asked this question but I think it's good for the listeners but you're right you do your lives after the gym don't you and you're always in your orange or your lime greens or even for the gym which I love yeah I am yeah gyms actually are quite sort of dark arenas there's a lot of people in the old black gym kits yeah and so it's quite nice my daughter used to come to the classes with me and she said come on we're the only two in color in here I was like I know it's just how it yeah. is but I take every opportunity to make myself look better and it's just mm-hmm. easy because all of my clothes all of my gym kit all of my coats everything all of my glasses everything's in the right colors so I don't even have to think about it and that actually means I can have a much smaller wardrobe because everything mixes and matches so there's no thinking oh my gosh that top only goes with that Mm -hmm. I need to put a whole outfit on it's like yeah that all goes together that's fine so I the only thing I do have to and now this is a trade secret okay anything I do have to think about if I'm nipping out to the garage at 10 o'clock is oh I'm gonna put my bra back on (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think look we get to an age where it is that thing of like oh yeah great that's my day done so I could just talk around this stuff all day but what do you think is the biggest misconception about what you do that it's that I think the biggest misconception is that I'm going to tell you what to wear I'm just going to show you what suits you you the decision is yours I'm not the color police I'm not going to question you if I meet you in the streets if you ask me, I will give you my opinion. If you're a client, mm. if you're not a client, mm-hmm. I can't give you an opinion because it's science-based. But also I think that people think somehow that caring about how you look can be quite a shallow thing and that it's about we need to be a bit deeper than that. I would argue that actually it is quite deep, really, mm. if you take it in its full intensity and you really take it on board and you get the most from it. Actually, the deeper shift that happens is really powerful. So, mm. yeah. 
Okay. I'll tell you what I think some of the big, one of the biggest misconceptions is, and then you can put, right, I think people think, okay, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to get my colours done. I probably live in black. I don't know who I'm talking about here. You know, maybe I live in black all the time and all of my many wardrobes are filled with black clothes. And if I go and see Jane and she actually tells me what I probably deep down already know, you know what, that's not great colour for you. These are the colours. What then am I going to do with, you know, all the clothes in my wardrobe? Are you going to say you've got to throw all those away and you've got to buy all new clothes? Because that's probably not practical for most people. I never, ever say that. What we are, what we're really trying to do is promote a sustainable wardrobe. So buying a wardrobe full of clothes that you do actually wear. All I ever say to clients is just from today onwards, buy clothes in colours that suit you. Generally speaking, I find that most clients don't want to wear colours that don't suit them because they much prefer to go out and feel good. And people go, you look really good today. And people say, oh, or just ignore them or just not notice. So I find that it becomes sort of a natural progression, really. I think, again, it, it is the misconception of it. It's, yeah, you can just continue wearing black and you can continue buying more black. It might be a great colour for you. you I'm putting that out. But you can continue buying more black, but you're not going to look or feel great. This is about you. This isn't about me. None of this is about me. I'm sorted. I don't want to be. I'm just trying to help you live a more colourful, vibrant, happier life. Oh, I love that. Colourful, vibrant, happier life. And, you know, I'm lucky. I've been around Jane a while, so I know some of her secrets and things. But the thing is, you know, if you are attached to your black, and I am very attached to black, and it's not one of my, you know, good colours particularly. But, you know, you can, if you're a scarf person, you could put the colour in with a scarf, a bag, you know, I'm on the lookout for a high vibe pink, you know, work bag at the moment. There's all different things, the glasses, maybe a shot of lipstick. So and then over time, because like you said, you've been doing this 13 years. So now your wardrobe is, you know, completely, well, I was going to say Janified, you know, it's completely the colours it should be. And we all have to start the journey somewhere. So, you know, I would say to people, I think that's a misconception because I know it was mine. And it's absolutely not true because you, I think you help people to work with what they've got really well. Yeah, it's not about throwing stuff out and it's not about changing everything overnight. The better changes are the small changes that you make consistently. We, you know, we both know that. So like you say, just get your makeup in good colours. Start mm. with makeup. Start with your communication zone, which is around your face. You know, yeah. Scarf is great, even just a T-shirt or a jumper, and then just work down the body. You don't have to change everything all at once. It is just making enough changes so that you continue to feel good and then not stopping making those changes. We are all evolving all of the time, so Mm. your palette will never change, but how you wear it might change and the combinations you do and your best colours with that as we age and, dare I say it, fade. (gasps) I know, that's what happens when we lose the in our hair and our skin so we need need extra help to put it back in yeah and that makes complete sense so yeah I could sit here all day talking about this stuff so what what we'll do we'll put all Jane's links in so she's on LinkedIn she's on Insta as you would imagine because you know it's all the pictures and the, the glamour stuff 
got a great Facebook group where you share your hints and tips and stuff in there as well. And I thought of something else then, but whatever it is, we'll stick it in the stick it in the links in the show notes anyway. So before we finish, I always wind up with the last word. So this is where I ask you your last something. I love this because I never prep people for it. Obviously, with you, I've gone for stuff in your arena. So I want to know what was the last new bit of makeup that you bought? I've been not dreading these questions, but I knew <laughs> you were going to ask these questions because I am a regular podcast listener. So I knew about the high vibe question. And I was like, oh, I, what I will be on that day because I'm always honest. And I'm like, I wonder what these will be. <laughs> Like little things thinking, oh, God, yeah. so I'm very lucky with my makeup because obviously I have House of Colour makeup. So yes. I don't necessarily need to go out to a shop and buy some because the makeup is all colour coded. But my, I'm, I've got it here because I just love it so much. My absolute favourite product at the moment, which is a new one we introduced probably at the end of last summer, is this vitamin setting mist. And I have literally just bought myself from my shop downstairs a <laughs> bottle this morning because I get through it. It's a great way, A, to set your makeup. It's got loads of vitamins in, so it's sort of feeds your skin as it's just doing it so it's, okay. yeah it's and it feels amazing I'm lucky I don't get hot flushes but those yeah. who do are like this is just nectar on my skin oh my gosh that's going to be flying <laughs> off the charts then for the for those personal summer ladies as I like to refer to them all right and so my other one is what was the last item that you added to your wardrobe it's a no-brainer of course that's the question <laughs> of course it is But this is going to actually, again, quite surprise you and probably the listeners. I don't buy many things for my wardrobe because they have to be the exactly right things. So I only buy when I know that it is going to go with lots of everything else in my wardrobe. It suits my lifestyle and it's something that I will wear and wear again. So the last thing I bought is probably about three weeks ago and it's a pair of cream wide leg jeans in a style I've already got in just normal denim from Donna Ryder, who I absolutely love their jeans and they are amazing. It's their mini jeans and their beautiful cream wide leg and I adore them. They are so comfy. So yeah, there's my latest purchase. And this is not visual, but you can probably hear it in a voice, but all the physiology around the vitamin spray and the jeans is just like, oh my God, I love them. So, yeah, that was brilliant. Thank you, Jane. Like I say, we could have talked all day and I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk, you know, all things colour, style, makeup and all of that stuff. Maybe in the winter, actually, when things are different for that as well, isn't it? So, yeah, so it was great. Thank you very much. So that's it for today. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Remember, in the meantime, keep those vibes high. Thank you for listening to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, Dawn Owen. I'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode. Feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media. And if you know someone who would enjoy it too, then don't keep it to yourself. Share the vibes. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high.